Welcome to Drawing Near, a verse-by-verse study of God's Word. We are currently in the process of studying the book of Revelations. Today on Drawing Near, we begin chapter 10 and get a glimpse of a mystery in heaven. So take your Bible and turn to the Revelation of Jesus Christ chapter 10 and join us for the seven thunders. Before we begin our study together, let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for this day, for the opportunity to gather together, even digitally, around your word and study and share. I pray your blessing upon all those who study with us, who take the time to open up your word and to glean from its passages the truths that you unfold for us. I also pray for those who cannot join us because of illness or other circumstances, that you would encourage them and strengthen them and help them to study and grow in your word. Father, guide and direct us in our study today, and may all that we do honor and glorify you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In chapter 10, verse 1, John writes, I saw still another mighty angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was on his head, his face was like the sun, and his feet like pillars of fire. The first thing we notice about chapter 10 is John's viewpoint. He has been in heaven seeing things unfold in heaven, and now he's seeing another mighty angel coming down from heaven. So his viewpoint seems to be from earth or from somewhere between heaven and earth. And he states that he sees another mighty angel coming down from heaven. The description that follows might put some in mind that this is the Lord Jesus Christ. But every time Jesus is mentioned in the book of Revelation, John gives a title to him that cannot be mistaken. So this is not the Lord Jesus Christ. Also, in the Greek, the idea of another mighty angel means another of the same kind, referring back to the seven angels who had the seven trumpets. And so John sees this angel, this mighty angel, coming down from heaven, and he's clothed with a cloud. The idea here puts you in mind of Jesus Christ ascending into heaven on a cloud and returning in a cloud. The clouds of the heavens envelop him, surround him. And we're told he had a rainbow on his head. As you recall, a rainbow is a symbol of God's mercy and grace. It is a symbol of the promise God made to Noah to not destroy the earth again by flood. And so probably this idea of a rainbow is used to describe the mercy of God and at the same time, the prominence of this angel. No doubt it also serves to remind us of God's mercy and his grace. His face was like the sun, which indicates that this angel has a unique glory to him, and his feet like pillars of fire. Fire indicates God's consuming fire, God's consuming judgment, as well as purity and holiness. So this mighty angel is coming down from heaven clothed with a cloud, with God's mercy on his head, God's glory in his face, and God's holy judgment on his feet. And verse 2 tells us he had a little book open in his hand. The identity of this little book is uncertain. Some speculate that it is the scroll that the Lord Jesus was holding. Others believe that it is a portion of that scroll 
the judgment contained in the seventh seal. Some believe it is a different book altogether. But he has this little book in his hand, and in all likelihood it's a little book, simply so that it fits into his hand in this revelation that John is seeing. And he sets his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land. And this is a clear picture of God's total sovereignty, total authority over all creation, the land and the sea. And the angel being sent forth by God through the Lord Jesus Christ declares God's judgment that is yet to come over all of God's creation by putting his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land. Verse 3 tells us, And this angel cried with a loud voice as when a lion roars. His cry with a loud voice is ferocious. It is distinct. It gets the attention of all who can hear. It is a cry of warning and impending danger. Verse 3 says, When he cried out, seven thunders uttered their voices. These thunders could be emanating from the throne of God itself, as we have seen in Revelation chapter 4. These are thundering voices declaring what is about to take place. Verse 4 says, Now when the seven thunders uttered their voices, I was about to write, but I heard a voice from heaven say to me, Seal up the things which the seven thunders uttered, and do not write them. We do not know what the seven thunders utter. For whatever reason, God wants it to remain a mystery. These are judgments that will be revealed in time. But there have been many mysteries in the Bible that God has revealed over time. And like those mysteries, this mystery of the seven thunders will occur. As we kind of recap for just a second, Jesus is holding the scroll with seven seals on it. The seven seals have been broken. The seven seals have been loosed. And within the seventh seal were the seven trumpet judgments. Six trumpets have been sounded. One is yet to sound. But in the midst of this seventh trumpet sounding, we have these seven thunders that we have no idea what is about to take place. If the pattern we have witnessed in Revelation so far continues, these seven thunders bring about judgments that are even greater in intensity than what we have seen in the trumpet soundings. In verse 5 we read, The angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised up his hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever. The angel is about to give an oath. He is about to make a solemn promise, a solemn vow. He is declaring what is true under oath before God. We know that he's doing this before God because he raises up his hand to heaven where God's throne is, verse 6, and he swore by him who lives forever and ever. God is eternal. He has no beginning. He has no end. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is eternal, who created heaven and the things that are in it, the earth and the things that are in it, the sea and the things that are in it, that there should be delay no longer. He is swearing not only by the one who lives forever and ever, but who is the creator of all things, their habitats, heaven, earth, sea, and all the things that are in it. God is the creator of everything. It is so critical for us to understand. 
We cannot discount Genesis chapters 1, 2, and 3 because they tie in not only with all of the Scripture, but even what is declared in the book of Revelation. God is the Creator. We have not simply evolved out of nothing. We haven't been the result of some big cataclysmic accident. God has created everything by His own purpose, plan, and design through the Lord Jesus Christ. And the oath that the mighty angel swears is that there should be delay no longer at the end of verse 6. This is in all likelihood responding to the pleas by those martyrs who say, How long, O Lord, until you avenge us? And the mighty angel says, he swears, there will be delay no longer. But in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound, the mystery of God would be finished as he declared to his servants the prophets. The idea that the mystery of God would be finished as he declared to his servants the prophets is a message of hope to all the inhabitants on the earth who still trust in God, those who have been saved and yet have not lost their lives during the Great Tribulation. God is in control. He is bringing about all that he planned and purposed to do through Jesus Christ, and his ministry will come to its ultimate culmination to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. God declared to his prophets what he was going to do, and he is going to finish what he starts. All that the prophets have prophesied concerning these times will be fulfilled. And all the elect of God, all those redeemed through the blood of Jesus Christ, will be utterly and completely saved. Father in heaven, we thank you for your promises, for your prophetic word. We thank you that you have made not only yourself known, but your will and your plan and purposes. And Father, we know that your ultimate purpose is to glorify yourself through the redeeming of lost humanity. But many will not trust in Christ. They will reject you, and their judgment is deserved. Father, we thank you for our salvation, which is undeserved. You are merciful and gracious to us. Help us to be faithful. Help us to be encouraged and to work toward bringing in your kingdom through the declaration of the gospel message, and living wholly before you through the power and presence of your Holy Spirit to the glory of Jesus Christ. We ask these things in his name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.